0: Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein.
1: Testing one, two. Check one, two. Let me know if you can hear me and see me okay. Just gonna get these set up here. Check one, two, check. All right, perfect. So we'll get started here. Just make sure you can see me and hear my guitar, hear my voice okay, and we'll go ahead and get started. Today we're gonna be doing uh, for Monday Guitar Motivation is we're gonna be talking about a lick and arpeggio. I got a lot of requests to keep doing some more um, arpeggio style things. So let me know if you can hear me okay, see me okay, and uh, we'll get going here awesome perfect thank you all right so what we're going to do here is we're going to look at creating an arpeggio just a simple triad hey char uh... we're just going to create a simple triad here and we're going to use that for our demonstration okay let me move this over just a little bit here there we go hey john hey jethro santosh gerald pam joe arnold from austria awesome thank you so much for being here everybody Thank you John, I appreciate you letting me know. Hey Rena. hey Bilal, I think you say, Rayleigh. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. So what we're gonna do here is we're just gonna look at a simple arpeggio idea that you can use in your solos. I'm gonna try and give you some licks each week as well, so I can give you a bunch of different things to try and use in your plank. So what we're gonna look at today is just taking a D major arpeggio, And then trying to figure out how to get creative with that to create maybe a melodic idea in a solo or a song that you might be writing or something like that. So if we think about a D major chord, what we're playing is D, F sharp, and A. Those are the notes. And it's okay if you don't know that. Yes, you are in Tamil Chigawa. okay? Hey, Prayag. Blasphemous, damn it. Hey, good to see you. Sanho some of these these names are tough for me to pronounce so i apologize if i'm butchering the name that you have here so all right so thank you so much thank you norbert so what we're going to do here is let's just think about this d chord we have a d f sharp and a and again if you don't know your theory and you don't know those notes don't worry about it i'm going to show you this anyway so if we went up here for instance to the second string and we went all the way up to d okay so what i'm doing is for those of you that maybe don't know all your notes and that sort of thing i'm taking the d major chord and I'm simply visually moving it up one octave higher. So instead of playing on the second and third frets, I'm going all the way up to the 14th and 15th frets. Hey William, Liam, Henry, Kevin, Joseph, Keith, Simon, James. So just visualize that going from the second and third frets one octave higher to the 14th and 15th frets. So that's where we're gonna be for starters. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna go to the 15th fret with my middle finger. That note right there is D. And then I'm gonna go to the first string on the 14th fret, and that note is F sharp. And then I'm gonna go to the 17th fret of the first string, and that note is A, D, F sharp, and A. So what we're doing is we're taking those notes and we're creating an arpeggio out of those notes, okay? Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take those same three notes and I'm going to move them into some other octaves and then we're gonna connect this whole thing together. And then I'll show you some different things that you can do with it. Uh, hey, Niradri, Graham, J, Javi. So let's move down to the 12th fret of the fourth string. This note is also D. And I'm gonna play uh, middle finger on D, first finger on the third string 11th fret, that's F sharp, and then A. And now I'm playing one octave lower. So if you look at them, they look the same in terms of the fingering that I'm using. And they sound the same, except one is one octave lower. Hey, Scott. Good to see you here, buddy. All right. Uh, Paul is here. Ravi is here. Shreddy Van Halen is here. Glad you're here. All right. And then what we're going to do is we're going to create a third octave, a lower octave, by going to the sixth string the tenth fret and we're going to do that same shape again starting with our middle finger on D we've got D, F sharp and A Hey Ravi okay so what we're going to do is we're going to create some sequences or ideas to be able to use this in your playing by connecting them all together now as we've been talking about in a number of the other Monday uh, guitar motivation things that I've been doing the most important thing is obviously there's a, there's theory and you know playing the right notes and all that sort of thing but once we move away from all that the next most important thing is is that it's comfortable for your fingers it's comfortable for you to move around the fretboard hey Sean hey Jamie hey Christy hey Niladri so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these three ideas here, and if you, you have your guitar with, otherwise you can watch this later on Facebook or YouTube or whatever. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a dissension where I'm going from 17 to 14 to 15. And you can pick it any way you want. My mom is here. Hello, Barb. Hello, Mother. Um, and then I'm going to move down to the next one. And then the next one. See that? So I have... Playing it like that, again, doesn't make it comfortable in terms of connection, in in terms of our fingers. Because we have to jump over each other as as we go through these octaves. So what we're going to do is we're going to add in some other ideas, Uh, namely some slides, and then we'll start adding in some other notes. Okay? Hey Teresa, hey Thomas, hey Jamie. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to play these notes right here. And instead of shifting over into this position like this, with my pinky ready to go, I'm not gonna do that. What I'm gonna do is simply drop down to my first finger right there. Now again, I'm visualizing 12, 11, and 14, right? So as I play, I'm playing that 14, I'm gonna slide down to the 11, which sets me up for the 12 afterwards. And all of a sudden, again, it's going to sound a little more interesting because there's a slide in there instead of just playing all the notes, which might be a good thing, right? Now we've got to connect to that last octave. Again, we wouldn't have to; we could stop there and we could be fine. Why are there two streams? Um, well, it depends on where you're at. If you're if you're on the Guitar Zoom YouTube channel, you'd see the stream. If you're on the Steve Stein channel, you'd see the stream. Which is clipping, Cody? Is it my vocal or is it my guitar that's clipping? I'll turn down the vocal just a little bit. Okay, perfect. Awesome, thank you. So we're going. Just like that. Now when we get there, what we're going to do is we're just going to cross over onto the 12th fret up here. Okay, the vocal, thank you very much. Let me know if this is a little better, okay? Thank you. So as we move in, I'm going to cross over to this note right here. And then I'm going to do a slide down. To the note, and then use my ring finger for the 10th fret. Okay. I can lower the volume of that a little bit as well.
0: If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short, but powerful courses, as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also play songs that gives you step-by-step lessons. So you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to GuitarZoom.com. Now back to the podcast.
1: There we go. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Cody. Just like that, okay? So you might do something where you're using that, no, it's not a bad cable, I just need to adjust the levels. I I constantly have to adjust my levels for different filming things that I'm doing and recording and stuff like that. So I appreciate your help. Okay. Just like that. All right. So now what we're going to do is we're gonna add in some other notes. So this time what we're going to do is we're gonna add in a note that's outside that arpeggio. So I'm going to play 17, 15, 14. Okay? And then I'm going to do the same thing here. And I have that right there. So now I have... Now that would mean I'd have to slide twice as I move down. Andy, hey, Julie, A, C, perfect. So if that makes sense, what you can do then is you've got this new note that's not just part of the arpeggio, it's actually part of the larger scale. Right there. And you could play this all sorts of different ways. You might go. Right? Or add a, a little rhythm to it. remember you don't have to use the whole thing you don't have to use all the octaves nothing like that Um, you just have to figure out what works for you but the first thing is understanding where it's coming from it's a D major arpeggio the second thing is understanding how it visually connects across the fretboard using these three octaves hey Volzon perfect awesome okay hopefully it sounds better now let me know okay and then what we do is we start adding in human interaction with those movements because we have to make it comfortable for ourselves when we play if I go there's nothing wrong with doing it that way that's perfectly fine but for me it's it's not really melodic and I'd much rather play something that is a bit more melodic in nature but if I add that note in between All of a sudden, it becomes really interesting, right? Hey Bruce, hey Sergio, hey Victor, hey Kenneth. Okay, now understand that if you're doing this in D major, this will also work in the relative minor, which is B minor, okay? Now again, if you don't know anything about theory, it's okay, but just understanding that if you're doing this in D major, if, if, if you know anything about your theory, we're moving up to the sixth degree, right? So D major, we, we go up to B minor, which is the sixth degree. That's the relative minor. If we play D major over B minor, it's gonna sound just fine. Now the question that people often ask is, okay, so if that works, what do we do if we wanna play over D minor? Okay, not D major, but D minor. Well, we could take the same idea, but we would flat the, what we call the third, which in this case, if I go to these notes, it'd be the middle note. And now all of a sudden it's gonna sound more minor. And I'd have to do that in all of these. Now that's gonna screw up the, the uh, comfortability a little bit. See like right here, if we slide down, we might have to go to the pinky unfortunately, but maybe we have to do that, right? Now we still have that note in between that we can use if we want to do that. But here's another little trick that you can do. If we think about how we did, now I'm not trying to confuse you. The <laughs> yes, food just says D minor, the saddest of all keys, which is true. Uh, little spinal tap there. So if we could play in D major, which means we're also playing in B minor, which is the relative minor right, doing that same thing, that means we could play in F major, which its relative minor is uh, D minor, okay? So that means if we wanted to play in D minor, we could do what I just did, we could lower that third and do this, or we could just go to F major and execute the same thing. So let's move that up here, okay? So now I could do that same idea up here over uh, the D minor. do that,
2: okay. and of
1: course, we can still add in that note, and it's going to work just fine, so that's something for you to work on this week, see if maybe you, you can add that into your playing somehow, and again, remember, you don't need the whole sequence, you could just use the top part, or just maybe the, the first two parts, or whatever it is that you'd like to do, and it works just fine, okay, so anyway, I'm not going to take too much of your time, thank you so much for joining me, and hopefully you have a great week, Um, We have Thanksgiving this week, so if you're in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and uh, take care through all the crazy times we're going through, and stay positive, all right? Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So when we solo off at times, and this one's gonna be in E minor, if we think about it, let's say we, we were playing E minor pentatonic, right? So we're doing this. Now we can come up with some really creative stuff by moving up and down that. And then let's say we move into diatonic. So we start using, and of course you've heard me talk like about some arpeggios and things that we've been doing in the past here. Right, whatever it is that we might be doing. And the, all of those things are great. Okay, you can you can get creative with any of those things. Hey Josh, hey Gregor, new, I don't know how to pronounce that, from Belgium though. Nutiliusa? Sorry for for butchering your name if I am. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Attila. Jens is here. Awesome. Okay, so uh, what I want to talk to you about today is kind of crossing that with what I call horizontal playing, okay? So think about, you know, moving this direction. And it's something that I learned a long time ago. I read something from Joe Satriani, and I I don't remember the whole thing, but really it was thinking about playing like a piano. So if you force yourself to play on one string, it forces you to have to reposition like a piano player would. You have to move as opposed to just playing everything in one spot, right? So of course that requires us to know a little bit more about our scale on a string right and we might need to to study that a little bit Um, but that's okay so if I was to take my E minor scale and just place it on my second string on my B string so I'd have B C D E okay and then I've gotta go up to F sharp G A B C D E F sharp G and so on so that's what I'm gonna be using to solo and the really nice thing about a single string is that Number 1, it forces you to think about right? You've got to slow down your playing because you've got to reposition yourself as you move across the guitar. But it's that movement can that can be very creative because you could slide. You can certainly pick up and just shift, right? Anywhere you want to go. But then you can also use things like the sliding, hammer-ons, pull-offs, right? And while I'm using those hammer-ons and pull-offs, the sliding is what ultimately gets me from one position to the next. Hey, Steve Stein here from guitarzoom.com and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor?